Hi folks, it's Adrienne A. Wallace and you are in the life room. Thanks for joining and thanks for listening. I wanted to make sure that today I got a podcast down. It is um, the beginning of March and I thought it would be important to get a podcast down about um, doing some evaluation of who we are as people, who we are as individuals, and really the way that we get at um, understanding who we are. Oftentimes, um, we figure out who we are by looking at the world around us, what it is that we do for work, how it is that we interact in the world, um, what it is that we have materially. And for a lot of us, that's what defines us. For others of us, um, it's spiritually who we are, um, what we believe in, the idea of our place on the planet and within the universe, and certainly the belief in a higher being, a higher um, entity um, of life that, that, is, that interacts and, and gives um, energy and force to our lives and helps to determine our faith. So it depends on who you are, how you think about it. And for many of us, it's a multitude of all of those things. It's both temporal and spiritual um, and material and uh, for sure. But more than anything else is we are all connected. And one of the ways to really, really learn about yourself is to evaluate and listen, listen very, very closely um, and watch how people uh, interact with you. And it's it's really how you figure out who you are um, in part because what people really think about you will tell you something. For me, both in business and in my personal life, I think that I have um, a, a brand, a personality, a way of being that uh, folks are typical in defining as me. Um, one of it is that I'm high-spirited. One of those things is that I'm high-spirited. Another of those things is that I'm articulate. Folks tend to say I'm intelligent. Um, I hear generous and I hear kind. I've also heard impatient. I've heard innovative. Um, I've heard that, uh, that I am uh, a stickler for perfection, punctuality, detail. And those can be good and bad depending on a, the person it's coming from, B, the environment, and the time in which all of those definitions are occurring. Um, the one thing that I hear consistently is that I am loving. And so mission achieved, because I think one of my core purposes on this earth is to, to be a lover and to give love onto other people in all the environments that I'm in. So wanted to talk to, uh, to everyone about the, the many ways in which people really learn about themselves. And it's really, again, um, understanding what people think about you. Your brand is what people expect from you. It's essentially your reputation. Um, and according to the dictionary, reputation is defined as an opinion about a person, typically a result of a social evaluation on a set of criteria. It is important in both business, education, uh, beyond that, online communities, social media, and many, many other fields. If you belong to a team, you play a sport, um, all the clubs and, and activities that we participate in, the way that we interact in those places, and particularly in our own families and personal relationships, helps to determine our personal brand and determines our reputation. Reputations really, really thrive on repetition. So you look for a consistency, repeated acts to define someone and ultimately for them to develop a reputation. 
The more that we exhibit the same behaviors, the stronger our reputations will become. Now, strong does not necessarily mean positive, okay? A reputation can be strongly negative. Strong is a reflection of the consistency of your actions. So when someone says, oh, he's really strong, you really need to go ahead and evaluate and ask a deeper question, strong how? So strong isn't necessarily positive. Positive has to do with the quality of those actions. So he's, um, is he strong in kindness? Is he strong in intelligence? Is he strong in wit? Is he strong in character? Or is he strong in um, negativity? Is he strong in laziness? How is a person strong really, really determines their reputation. Branding is based on authenticity. So while reputation is about your rep repetitious behavior, branding is based on your authentic behavior. Being introspective, all of us are able to really, really uncover our own personal brand. But that's only half of the equation. Your brand is held in the hearts and minds of all of those people who know you and interact with you. So understanding what others think about you is effective and it's really, really essential to our personal branding. Sometimes you'll find that the most valuable data um, in the nuances of how people think about you and react to you um, is what's going to help. Do people see you and do you see yourself as flexible, open-minded? How do you see yourself? Are you wishy-washy or indecisive? These nuances are crucial. They're very, very crucial to uncover your brand because you always need to deliver on your brand in a way that translates into a positive experience for other people. So whenever we think about brand, we need to think about what are the really, really positive aspects that translates into a win for the people who partake of our brand, our business, interact with us. So if someone says, I don't like that brand, that person is not doing a very, very good job of branding because the key is to be really, really positive with your brand. So it is both that repetition and, and um, making sure that the strong quality of actions that you, and personality that you give to other people or that you service in the environments that you're in, that that is always really, really positive. It's important to find a trusted few people and to seek feedback you know, a full 360, people high and low, people in your family, people in your business, people in your community, get feedback, ask them, how is it that I'm doing? It's a really, really great way to validate your brand because while we like to say, you know, never worry about the opinions of other people, when you're trying to be successful, when you're trying to convert yourself into a better being, you either need to leave the environment that you're in and start anew in a new environment, or you need to right the wrongs in the environment that you exist in. So seeking feedback is very, very validating, and it really, really is a way to refresh and to transform and to strengthen in a positive way your brand. When the feedback that you get is positive, write that down. Write it down, and in times when you feel off-brand, go back to that feedback and ask yourself, is this positive feedback true of me? Am I authentically delivering and living this particular feedback? If someone says, you know, you are really, really great at getting everybody into the room, 
ask yourself, are you consistently good at getting everyone into the room? When you go to tell people that they need to come into a room, are you kind? When you invite people into a room, are you enthusiastic? You know, all of those things matter to make sure that you're authenticating those good things about you. So write it down. When, since, when someone says something negative about you, you need to archive it, but you need to also realize that if you hear it again from that person or you hear it again from other people, then that's something that you need to put in your mind and say, I need to activate a change because no many people happen to be wrong. When people tell you they see something, it is what they see. Be very, very careful of being in an environment where there's prejudice or there's abject jealousy. But at the end of the day, it basically goes like this. And this is something that I heard a colleague of mine at Diageo say, when three people tell you that you're drunk, you need to lie down. Now that's kind of funny coming from professionals working in a wine and spirits company. But the fact of the matter is, is it resonates for all of life. If three people tell you something good or bad about yourself, that thing deserves introspection. That thing deserves evaluation. That thing deserves authentication. So figure it out, seek feedback, and it will help you to validate pieces and parts and really who you are and how you are as a brand, your overall personality. In addition to validation, feedback informs us about the differences between our own personal perceptions and external perceptions of us. Typically, the type of feedback that we get is gonna fall into one of three categories. You're gonna get feedback that will reveal to you blind spots, which are the external perceptions that you're unaware of. You'll get um, the other category of overuse when you're over delivering on your strengths um, and then strong becomes a negative, um, making it more of a weakness. Overuse will be a category that you'll be able to identify. And then the other category of identification is interpretation. It's the nuances in delivery versus perception. So you know, how is it that you're delivering on your brand? How is it that you deliver your personality into a room or onto people? Um, the perception of that is very, very important. Um, getting that feedback and understanding how people interpret your energy is key to being successful and knowing really who it is that you are in any given room and really in the course of how you're operating at this particular stage of your life. Now, let's talk a little bit more about blind spots. There are those things that you're communicating without even realizing. So for instance, I had a client um, when I was back in the agency business whose way of processing information was to lean back in his chair and completely disengage. And it seemed like he was remunerating for, for a period of time and like he was calibrating while I was talking to him, even though I didn't get the opportunity to fully deliver what it was that I was looking to deliver to that client. And what he didn't know is that while I didn't think he was disinterested and I made eye contact with him always and knew that his brain was processing what I was giving to him, everyone else in the room thought that he was dis disinterested. And they didn't realize that this was really his way of thinking and that's his way of being connected and that's all that was happening. When he learned about the external perceptions that everyone else in the room thought that he was disengaged and dis disinterested, he decided not to change the way he processes information, but to accompany it with some clarifying communication. So he would nod his head 
and he would say, I'm thinking, or he would say, that sounds good. I, I want to think more about that. And he'd say, you know, that brings up some really great potential solutions. I'm going to be thinking on that. So people understood that he was engaged and that his way of leaning back uh, and, and just seeming still was his way of collecting his thoughts and, 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 you know, and that ultimately he was going to have feedback. He wasn't just being the big client. So blind spots can also work in reverse too, because maybe others recognize something positive in you that you don't see for yourself. And so when they tell you about it, I always say, write it down. But for example, I worked with someone in a workshop um, <clears throat> and a council for diversity whose feedback coalesced around being funny, humorous, and witty. But when you're dealing with diversity and sensitive diversity issues, it can't always go that way. So when he decided to dig deeper, he learned that the perceptions were seen as his greatest strength. He made the blow towards the sensitive issue of diversity a little easier to take, and he was able to get a lot of people into the room. He was able to diffuse really tense situations, and he was able to keep people in the council and on, in this workshop engaged and laughing. And it lowered the stress level for everyone who was working on a council that dealt with diversity, which is about race and social class and sexual orientation. And so he knew that being funny, um, was really, really valuable to his work. He didn't know it, that it was so valuable to this particular group because this group was an extension of his work. So job well done. So, you know, a blind spot that works in the reverse is also good. You don't know how good you are until someone tells you. Overuse. Overuse is something that occurs when a strength turns into a liability. Okay. So for instance, you're a really, really great ball player and you played in college or you played in high school and you're competitive and you're good at it. And you're so proficient and so positive and so in tune with how it's supposed to be played that you get on the field with a bunch of amateurs and they feel like, oh, I don't want to play with him or I don't want to play with her. They're taking this too serious. This is just a scrimmage. This is just for fun. And they're out there for something different. They you're out there for. So overusing a talent sometimes or placing a talent um, too assertively in the wrong environment can really, really work against your brand and your reputation and really not make people really want to come out and play with you. It's like being a child, being a five-year-old and getting into the sandbox with a bunch of other toddlers and, you know, you like to make sandcastles and all these toddlers are there playing in the sand and you decide to come into the sandbox with a bucket of of water and dump it. Nobody wants that. If you want to dump a bucket of water and you like sand, but you prefer to make sand castles, then you need to take your little five-year-old ass on the beach. So know when it is that you're overusing your talent and where the appropriate environments for putting your talent in place should be. The final, final thing interpretation, that category of interpretation. It refers to those situations when you think that you're delivering positive brand attributes, but it's being experienced in a less positive way for other people. For example, I used to work with someone who was not much different than me. He was very, very direct. And he thought that his directness was really, really appreciated by others. And he equated it with being, oh, I'm just to the point and I'm efficient and I'm transparent and I'm honest. But when I was able to tell her 
during a session of one-on-one -on -one coaching that other people saw this directness as being cold, uncaring, and abrasive, she realized that she needed to temper her blunt way of being and her delivery to shape it in a way that would be appreciated by others. It's a know your audience. If she's one-on-one -on -one with me and she decided that she wanted to be direct or blunt or efficient in her delivery on something, that would be fine because I tend to be very, very direct. But I also know how to tailor, as a brand strategist, I know how to tailor that directness. So it's it's all obviously um, a trait of, of, um, of being, being strong and being professional and being confident to be direct. But when are you direct? Are you being direct with the right audience? Under what situation are you being direct? What are we talking about? What are we doing? So while directness is a personality trait um, that can be really, really great because, you know, hey, this person does, won't bullshit me and you can pretty much count on that about their personality and their reputation. No bullshit. The fact of the matter is, is that being direct in the right forum with the right people under the right situations and even in the right environment makes a difference. So it's interpretation. So sometimes you may need to simply proceed your message with, listen, folks, I'm going to be really direct here. I don't intend to hurt anyone's feelings or create any stress, but I'm going to be direct. So maybe you need to prelude that, but be fully aware of what your strengths and your weaknesses are and how it may be interpreted in different environments. So that's the reality check. If you're ready to perform and work on your reputation and your branding, you need to apply these methods. You need to have an awareness of these categories. You need to know what interpretation is happening, where overuse may be occurring, and what the blind spots are, good and bad. And that is the way to really, really do a better job at managing who you are and how people perceive you. That is going to uh, really impact your success in all aspects of your life. It will impact your material success. It will impact your social success in terms of which so social circles work, um, spiritual communities that you may belong to, your family groupings, your friendships. It's all impacted by what people think about you and what you understand in their thinking about you. The other things that I need you to do is I need you to listen when people introduce you. What words are they using? How are they introducing you? If you do that, you're going to get an idea of how you're perceived personality and brand-wise. No matter what the environment, how is your partner introducing you or your spouse? How is your brother or sister or your mother introducing you? How are your friends introducing you? How are you being introduced in networking and business circles? Listen to that because that will tell you a lot about how people perceive and interpret you. Ask questions, get feedback, do a full 360. Ask your neighbor, am I a good neighbor? Am I a bad neighbor? What do you think of me as a neighbor? Ask them the question. They may be taken aback by that, but it's okay to ask the question. Get the feedback from people who are in the same environment that you're in, because it's important. You share an environment, we share the planet. Ask people, what are you thinking? What are you feeling? How do you feel with me involved in this situation, on this project, in this relationship with you? Ask the question, because when someone thinks of you, the adjectives that they use has much to do with the experience that they're having with you. Ask the question. Survey. There may be many, many tools available for you to survey. It's things like social media. It's things like, you know, going out to dinner with a group of friends. But survey and find out and, and, and tell folks, you know, you really want disclosure. And don't get mad. 
Don't get mad when you get the results of surveying folks. Understand that you are brave enough to do this for your own betterment and for making sure that your brand is perceived positively and that what people think about you does actually matter. This idea of, um, you know, that the, the, the lion is not concerned with the opinion of the sheep is really an idea of pure ego. And no lion gets better without being concerned with the opinion of the sheep. The lion wouldn't be a lion if the lion didn't think that the sheep were afraid, were afraid of it. So think about that a little bit. The lion absolutely cares about the opinion of the sheep because the lion is not the lion without thinking that the sheep happen to be afraid of it. And then finally, ask your life coach, right? So life coaches are amazing. Toot my own horn here. Life coaches work really, really hard to understand and help you to get, um, you know, the inputs you need. Um, I, in particular, um, do business coaching as well as personal development coaching and social coaching. And I can consolidate a lot of data from sessions with you and deliver you in aggregate form feedback that will give you an impression based on the experiences that you share with me and maybe some, some social and cognitive testing through our sessions, I can give you some results. And understanding what people think about you is a really, really critical element in your personal branding process and in developing your personality to the highest self that you are ordained to be. So at the end of the day, don't hesitate to ask for coaching. Ask for coaching. Coaching through In the Life Room is not free, but the rates are very, very reasonable. The rates are relative to, is it personal branding? Is it business coaching? What is the nature of the coaching? But I am here. So at the end of the day, what people think about us does matter because we all depend on each other. And listen, you wouldn't be a lion without the opinion of the sheep. That completes this podcast, In the Life Room. Talk to you next time. Be well and think well. Talk soon.